What a precious promise. You know, there's lots of promises in God's Word. But this, Jesus is the best one. We're going to look at John, St. John, chapter 1, verse 14. We're going to read about that precious promise. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I love the Christmas season. When you consider, we, we, we celebrate the birth, but even in that song we heard, there's a lot that went on before the birth. God was orchestrating a lot of things. For a long time, I want to take us back 700 years, in fact. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 53. I'm going to read just the first seven verses of that. You can follow along if you'd like. Isaiah 53, starting at the first verse. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He, brought, he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. Seven hundred years before the birth of Christ that was written. You read that, and why would he come? In our humanness, would I want to go through all that? He knew we needed him. This was a rescue mission. And to come as a baby, what a plan. You know, you can't write a movie like this any better. Usually they ruin it and have some, you know, Superman show up or something. A baby is going to save the world. Can't get better than that. What a precious promise. You know, we're hopeless without him. What if he didn't come? Have you considered that? What if he didn't come? We're, we're, we, we're so sure that we know that God can't lie. So you, you read in God's word, he's going to come. You know he came. 
And we kind of are on the back side of the story. So we're glad he did. But what if he didn't? Where would we all be right now? Without the grace of God, without the mercy of God, without Christ dying on the cross for you and for me, where would we be? Lost, miserable, downstricken, hopeless. Jesus is everything. He's everything. So let's take a look at St. John again, and we'll start at the beginning. Because Jesus referred to as the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. All things were made by him. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. All men. That's powerful. He's powerful. The word. English is always a confusing language. Just ask anyone that has to try to learn it. I always find that it's difficult to be emphatic with English language because we just have to yell. If we're going to be emphatic, we have to put extra words in there or just say it louder. I think we need to take the word the and capitalize it. In the beginning was the word. Not some word, not a word. Not a few nice words, not a profound word, not only a loving word or a merciful word, or as we heard this morning, a judging word, the word. There is no other word. Jesus only. I'm going to turn to Psalm 33, 6 through 9. I love how the, you can go to the Word and you can go in different places and hear the same thing. 33.6 By the Word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depths in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. For He spake... And it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. I always love to hear Brother John Friesen preach because he said that I want all the time. He loved that verse. So if he's the word, then Jesus is the authority. And he is the Truth. In fact, he even told us that. He said, I am the way, the way, the truth, and the life. Not a way, the way. If that's all established, then we know that he is the answer. There is no other answer. We even see that as we, we read through the gospel 
the Gospels, when Jesus was on earth, when someone had an issue or a problem, where did they go? Jesus. Jesus was the answer even then. Crowds would, would, would throng him to be healed to, for whatever reason it was. Jesus is still the answer. We talk about that all the time. Do you believe it? We say it. Do we live it? Prayer changes things. Where do we go? We're all guilty. You know, I mean, I am. I don't know about you, but something goes wrong and we try to fix it. And then about three or four steps later, maybe I should pray about it. Right? Isn't that how it was? This is so small. I don't want to bother the Lord with this one. And then it becomes bigger and bigger. And then you realize, oh, maybe I should. Anyone been there? Please, please, someone else besides me. Okay, good. But more than changing things, prayer changes us. Because 99% of the time, the issue is not the circumstance. It's us. Because we all go through circumstances. We all have stuff happen. What changes is not what's happening. It's how we deal with what's happening. And it's the only way we can fix that is we go to the Lord with it. It's interesting. We talk about how the Lord will carry the heavy end when we're having a burden. But do we really get close enough to the Lord to hand it to Him? Or do, or, or do we say, well, you carry the heavy end, here it is, and we toss it to Him and keep going our merry way? How do we do it? We still carry part of it, don't we? It says He carries the heavy end, not the whole thing. We've got to get close. It's important. Daniel prayed three times a day. Do you think that had a bearing on what happened in the lion's den? Or was it just luck? Or did he have snacks that no one knew about? I don't think so. How about Gideon? He had no idea what to do. And, he, and he's supposed to take some an army and conquer? No. Really? Me? That's kind of how he felt. So he put a, put a fleece out. Did God answer? Twice. Twice. God wasn't even angry with him. You know, when, we, when we're unsure about something, it's okay to go to the Lord more than once about it. He's a merciful God. He loves us. He wants to see us succeed in life. And more importantly, He wants to see you in heaven. Gideon was changed. He led an army of 300 men. And he started out with 30,000. And he didn't even blink an eye. That was a changed man right there. How did the early church start? Was it a concert? Special meetings? Did they have a work party to build a new church? Did they dedicate a room for a prayer? 
There might have been singing. I don't think it was a concert, though. I think there was worship. They've been told to go and tarry. So they did. They didn't even know. They didn't know what to expect. They didn't know how long they'd be there. They just went. There were people being called to preach, called to teach. Like we read this morning, there was probably a lot of restitution going on and forgiveness being asked. A lot of soul seeking and and consecration and dedication to the Lord. A lot of that was going on. It started with prayer. It started with prayer. How did the early church grow? So the fire falls. Then what? Did they just stay and pray together? This was so good. Let's just do this some more. That's not what, that's not what they're asked to do. In Luke 24, verse 49, we read, Behold, I send you the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And then later it says, Go. Go. The purpose of uh, when we seek our experience is not to enjoy them and bathe in them and say we got them. It's to go. It's to share about this precious promise we've been hearing about tonight. And it says they did. In Acts 4.33 it says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. When we pray, do we concentrate on what we are seeking? Again, bearing my soul here. That's an easy thing to do. When we come to the Lord, do we concentrate on what our needs are? And do we concentrate on what what needs to be taken care of? And how am I going to do this? And That tends to be the human nature part of prayer. Who are we seeking? Is the better question. Who? Because if there is no who, you're not getting very far. If we're only seeking an answer to a situation, or we're seeking a, an experience, or we're seeking God to do this, seeking that that will happen, and we're so focused on the circumstances and the things, we're missing the point. That's not what prayer is. Prayer is not a vending machine. Sanctification. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. Sickness. My mom needs to be saved. That's not how it works. Who are we seeking? The Word. We're seeking the, the Word. No matter what the situation, we just need to get close to Him. The circumstances won't matter if we get close enough to the Lord because we're going to trust Him to take us through it, to help us receive what we need, whatever the necessary things are. Those come later. 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what it's talking about. It's not about about getting stuff. It's talking about the Lord answering your prayer. If we only pray and we never act, that's a problem. If we only act and we never pray, that's another big problem. It has to go together. Are you thankful for the precious promise of Jesus Christ? Has he made a difference in your life? If not, you have a wonderful opportunity tonight. He's here. We've heard him in the testimonies. What a testimony service. I kind of wanted to go longer for more than one reason. The Lord blesses us when we seek him. We heard that tonight. The Lord blesses us when we honor him. The Lord blesses us when we obey him. We heard that all tonight. You didn't need me. It was all said before I stood up here. The word is here tonight. The word. He He became flesh. He's not here anymore, but he is here. The Spirit of God is here to call those that need to be saved. He's here convicting those that need Jesus in their heart. It doesn't feel very good, but there's a great way to get that relieved. Who will you seek tonight? We proclaim that Jesus is the answer, but we must speak from experience. Has he been an answer for you? In times past, if so, you have some experience to draw upon. Come to the Lord again. What do you need tonight? Who will you seek? Who will you seek? The the word is here. The answer is here. Jesus is here. Come, 491 is the song. Won't you come and pray and allow the Lord to have his way in your life tonight?